The Digested Read by John Crace The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton When Newland Archer opened the door at the back of the box, the curtain had just gone up on the garden scene. Darn it, he thought, I have arrived ten seconds unfashionably early. All New York knows you're not supposed to make your entrance until Marguerite is two bars into her aria. Newland's annoyance dissipated when he realised that no one who was anyone in New York society had witnessed his horrendous faux pas. During the interval, he turned his gaze towards his beloved, the divine May Welland, seated in the Mingott box opposite, and frowned when he saw that her cousin, the Countess Ellen Olenska, was in her party. How very awkward. What would New York think of the reintroduction of the Scarlet Woman into society? Yet how typical of the Mingots to be so brazenly protective of their own. No matter, he would rise above New York's pettiness and his reputation would be unstained. Archer made his way to the Mingot box and sat down next to May. They looked into one another's eyes and felt no need to speak. Their thoughts were as one. Newland knew that May had understood he wished their betrothal to be announced that very night at the Beaufort's party. The engagement would normally have been quite the talk of New York, yet it was the return of Mrs Mingott's other granddaughter, the Countess Ellen, that dominated the conversation of the finest salons. I hear she left her husband and hid with his secretary for a year before returning to New York, said Mr. Sillerton Jackson. Quel scandale! How racy these Europeans are! How dare you, sir, Newland exclaimed. You will find she left her husband to escape his beatings. No matter, replied Mr. Sillerton Jackson. A New York wife would take a beating in private. I find myself most compromised by our acquaintance as you are to be married into the Mingott family. Mr. Sillerton Jackson's sentiments were echoed throughout New York society, and for several weeks it appeared as if no one would attend the Mingott ball, until Mrs. Archer, sensing the shame that might accrue to her own family by her son's impending engagement to a Mingott, persuaded her cousins, the Van der Leidens, New York's most powerful family, to invite the Countess to tea. Thank goodness for that, New York society sighed. We can go to the Mingott's party, after all. Sitting in his office some months later, Newland was irritated to be summoned to see his employer, Mr. Letterblair. Although nominally engaged as a lawyer, Newland had far better things to occupy his mind than the grubbiness of commerce. There was the compelling question whether New York was wearing its waistcoats with one or two buttons undone this season. "'Mrs. Mingott has requested your assistance,' said Mr. Letterblair. "'It appears that the Countess Olenska is seeking a divorce. "'The family find that most embarrassing.' "'Archer understood the gravity and delicacy of the situation "'and took a carriage to the Countess's residence. "'You must realise that New York will expel the Mingotts from society "'if you pursue this action,' he said." and that my engagement to May will also make me an outcast. The Countess looked down, a maelstrom of emotion racing through her bosom. Very well, she said. 
Newland sensed the passion beating in his own breast. I must see you again soon, he implored. Come and see me for ten minutes in a few months' time when I'm staying in Skydercliff, she whispered, overwhelmed by feelings that could not be expressed in New York society. And now I have a party to attend. Newland urged his horses on as the carriage raced along the coast road. Sorry, I'm a bit late, he said, though both he and Ellen knew that what he was really saying was that he loved her deeply, yet did not want to compromise her by making her his mistress. I've got to go now, Ellen replied. I have to fend off Beaufort's unwanted attentions. Though both she and Newland knew that what he was really saying was that she loved him deeply, yet did not want to compromise him by becoming his mistress. Rocked by the intolerability of the situation, Newland took a few more weeks off work to go to Florida to see May. We must get married this year, he begged her. You only want to do that because you are frightened you may go off me, May replied. Don't think I am unaware that you once had feelings for Mrs. Rushworth. If you have any outstanding obligations to her, then I am happy to release you from your promise to me. Newland felt a surge of love for May, particularly as she didn't seem to have guessed the true nature of his feelings for the Countess. No, my darling, he declared, it is you whom I adore. Why do we have to honeymoon in Europe? May inquired as they docked in London. Because it is our Henry James moment, Newland replied. Well, I shall be quite glad when we are back in America. Locked in the loveless marriage decreed by New York, Newland was tormented by his passion for Ellen, a passion made still more tormented by New York having turned its back on her once more for refusing her husband's offer of a reconciliation. We should not see quite so much of Ellen now, said May. Had she sensed his true feelings for Ellen, Newland wondered. How strange that the emancipation he admired so much in Ellen he should seek to deny to May. Newland hurried to Boston. It's been two years since I last saw you and I wanted us to spend another five minutes together, he cried, touching Ellen's hand. They kiss, a kiss that announced both of them accepted they might have intercourse some time in the next few years. I will throw off the shackles of New York and elope with Ellen, Newland boldly wondered. I'm pregnant, said May, having secretly been aware of her husband's feelings for Ellen all along. Maybe I won't be going anywhere after all, Newland muttered. I am returning to Europe, Ellen announced, and all New York breathed a sigh of relief at such a satisfactory conclusion to the affair. Twenty-six years later, Newland stood outside Ellen's Paris apartment with his son Dallas. May had died some years earlier, and Dallas had suggested that they make the visit now that New York society was so much more casual in its mores. Come on up! said Dallas, 
I don't think I will after all, said Newland. The imagined love is so much more real. And besides, she's probably a right minger now.